That's quite enough of that, thank you very much. Jesus, thanks a lot for that, Glenn. The lovely <coughs> last 15 minutes, or the yeah. first 15 minutes of us being in this studio <laughs> was met by yeah. some bloke with an electric guitar and a fuzzy amp and just strumming a chord for two and a half hours. Anyway, Harpo Bongo, you're wrong. It's not the work of a genius, it's the work of an idiot. Um, good evening. Not the usual start to the show, because usually we've got an intro. We've still got an intro. We have got an intro but for some stupid reason daniel thinks he's going to change the world so the reason he thinks he's going to change the world is because well he just he just thinks he's found a way of doing it one of the things he's going to do is he's doing something for charity so during this intro hang on let's just turn this little mic on here let's see what happens clock well there we go we've got a bit more for you there he reckons he's going to do 50 press-ups in between now and the intro. Are you, have they got to be constant? No. What do you mean no? Of course they don't. It's got to get them done in time. No. Yes, I can't do SAS. Just do 50. Drop give me 50. I'm going to try to do 100. I don't know why he's doing this. I just, I'll buy change of winning I'll formula. Do then. Here we go. Well, for now. Um, why can't I find it? Five, six, why can't I find seven, it? Let's try that. Eight. No, I can't find it. Um, Dan, Margaret Harris. Yeah. And Billy Hayes, Bill, Billy Hayes. Yes. Who are contributors to the show. And very artistic men. Yeah. And all the others were just muggy boneheads anyway, like, you know. Black Lace, and they will bring us the birdie song. Let the party continue with Love Potion 69. So I just love the structure of this lolly stick. The way it just holds the lolly around it, and That's then the lolly's lolly gone. Stick, put your up. <laughs> Would you like to touch the lolly stick? 69. Let's jump the broomstick. I'm Bob Bluffield. And here's the Eye of the Tiger. 69. I'm Bob Bluffield. And here's the Eye of the Tiger. 69. Will you still love me tomorrow? Do you know, I mean, I don't care what the people say, what those people say about uh, Donald Trump, because at least you, you get what you say on the tin. Well, there's a certain aspect of truth in that, isn't there? There's not, there's a lot of truth. Well, that's true. It's a disgrace. Whoops. Oh, that doesn't matter. It does matter. He's got flies on him, you know. He's told the truth, he's, 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 he's the predator. Pre- yeah, he's the predator. He's the predator. Predator? President of President. the United States. Well, we know that. That is a, you know, is, 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 is technically the most powerful man in the world. Oh, good evening. This is the Muggy Bonnet Show. To you ladies, you gentlemen, you non-binary. You pirates, you paupers, you poets. You paper boys, prostitutes, and pillagers, partially permeable membranes. You priests, pancakes, and penises, polar bears, practitioners of Pluto, and pixies, and primates. 69. I'm Bob Bluffield, and here's the Eye of the Tiger. 69. I mean, I don't mind. I'll put my hand up. I'm a male chauvinist. This is a pre-record from 1978. 
We are Christmas Day in it. We've just beaten up our wives and we're going to be racist down the pub. 69. I'm Bob Luffield. And here's the Eye of the Tiger. 69. Good morning, listener. What I would like to just say is that the problem is that at the moment you've probably just tuned into Sarah and Kane and you're wondering what on earth is going on. Well, it is a show full of uh, fun, frolics, uh, politics, and a load of rubbish. Someone's been smoking in here, by the way. Apparently. I'm absolutely outraged by that. I'm Bob Bluffield. No. There's still some juice on it if you want to suck it off. Oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty-nine. I'm Bob Luffield, and here's the Eye of the Tiger. Sixty-nine. Let's jump the broomstick. I'm Bob Luffield. What's your What's your math? What's your math? I'm gonna get you for this. I'll get you, Butler. You wait. For, I've got. Uh, Well, I think she has. I mean, I did feel sorry for her um, for quite a bit of the time, but as time went on, I think he lost this feeling because she was becoming so stubborn. Um, 69. I'm Bob Luffield. And here's the Eye of the Tiger.
顔もすぐないうんやばいよいつも<音楽><音楽><音楽> 
Roll up, roll up, roll up. Everybody come and see the show. What an idiot Daniel is. He did 101 pathetic press ups. They were proper. Did about five normal ones and all of the rest no, of them. No, they were, were honestly proper. <laughs> no, I was going weren't. down to the floor with my chest, arms straight back up. It was really painful. But I thought, actually, right now, it's struggled. See what, you get, see what you get for that. Chin, thousand uh, pounds for charity. <laughs> no, it gets a tick. It was a very good thing to do. I saved 18 kippers from being drowned in the Sahara Desert by a, a fraction of time, so that's, time that's, it take for uh, the army to do it. That's phase one of you changing the world. Yes. What, what now were you going to do? Well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> well, I thought you had all the answers. I thought you'd worked all this out well, this week. give me a question, and then I'll give you an answer, can I? Okay, so what if... What if? Okay. So what if I get, I'll give you a, a dilemma... Give me whatever lemon you, you want. A Barbara lemma, Susan lemma, a dilemma. I don't mind. All right. Uh, how are you going to save the oceans? What do you mean save the oceans? I'm not a goalkeeper. <laughs> Come save on. them from what? Save them from the plastic. Piracy? Save them from the straws up turtles' noses. Stop using plastic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What are you laughing at? Don't need it. Well, that's that's your revolutionary. Uh, yeah, that's your revolution. Oh look, you're just trapped in a volume sis- trapped in a system of things. Why is my microphone really loud now? That's your revolutionary. Yes, don't worry about it's that, Daniel. Just my... know your headphones are too loud. Just stop. How do you know? Well, stop. Just give me some signals. You don't need to tell everybody that. Tell anything. Don't, don't you worry about what I'm doing. You just worry about oh, yourself and just relaxing. use hand signals instead of. It's relaxing. Watching breaking the fourth wall. Four, five walls. Five walls. Five dimensions. Five dimensions. What does that mean? Is there a fourth dimension? Having <laughs> <laughs> some excellent uh, bants with uh, Mr. Bongo at the moment, um, but nothing that I would wish to repeat right now. But so, in ten seconds time, he will. <laughs> In ten seconds time, he's going to go to bed because he goes to bed early. Because he's early. Was he um, learning while he goes I think to bed? He must get up early in the morning. Early in the morning, like olive oil. Yeah. Or uh, that other joke. I said. Uh, the other week, it was terrible. Who was it? I can't remember. Someone famous. I can't remember. Hey, I'm going to try this. Look, try this, really. Now talk. Wow. See, look, it sounds like it's a proper conversation. Look, it was me in one side of the head. That's, well, like, if we go, if you record like that and it's all wrong. Then I've got. A yeah, but this is con- conversation. What's it? I don't like it. it. Sounds horrible. All right. What about if we just bring it over a little bit? How about that? Yeah, but I'm over. We've moved. Oh, look, it. that's it. That's like we're, we're. You're over there, and I'm over here. I'm not. Look, this is called panning, guys. What two, three, four, do, five, do, six. Do. So yeah. someone keeps messing around with the low frequency. Leave it alone. You sure and me stop stuff. fiddling, as they say on the that's on the peaking HRMK. This is radio. Whatever it is got headquarters guys and budgies. I'm playing with knobs. Yeah, I'm looking at one. I wonder if I wonder if you can get a bit of re- oh. dip, dip, dip. I, wonder, I wonder if you can get a bit of reverb, game. a bit of a reverb. I'd love to have a bit of echo. Let's see. Imagine if you could. Okay. No. 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 
No. I'm down a hole, help me. That's I'm rubbish. Roger. I fell down this hole looking for my saucepans that someone has stolen. They were all strewn around the forest. I followed the saucepans and then I saw one in the bottom of the hole and I fell down it. I can't get out. Oh, shut up now. So, uh, what... what what, what can you tell me about today about yourself? <clears throat> well, just t- oh, tell us about you. <sighs> tell us about your gallery. My gallery. Well, have you seen my gallery? Gather round, gather round, listen quietly, carefully. I had another little exhibition, same place. <clears throat> I took a few of my new ones down there. Someone else was exhibiting. My mate Adam and did a little joint exhibition for a night. And uh, although it wasn't one of sales, it was one of really fascinating conversations and. People, most people that I didn't know that came through, there's a lot of people in their twenties and thirties, so not got the kind of cash to splash on my trash. But people get really like staring at it for ages, and then they'll, they'll kind of grab me and go for these conversations. And I found that a lot of the conversations people were saying was the same thing, although they weren't hearing each other's conversations at the time. They all kind of repeated the same patterns about what the pictures were telling them, and a lot of them were saying how it felt familiar. It reminded them of something. And bear in mind, this is Brighton, and this is people in their twenties and thirties, and and they're a, a, an art gallery that's kind of um, based on Nathan Barley. It's called Place, which is part of the Nathan Barley story, and uh, it says Dan Ashcroft was right, written on the walls. So you're going to get people, a lot of people, probably experimenting with say psychedelics, or have been interested in spirituality to a point, or just, don't know, feel the vibe, I suppose. And a lot of people kind of remembering, feeling like that again. And it was sort of taking... They're, they're reminiscing about their sort of <clears throat> little adventures they'd had with their friends and how the, the paintings reminded them of sort of those moments they'd had together. And I was just hearing this real story of kind of... These pictures reflecting something they'd forgotten almost or was really familiar, but... They'd never been able to express it to other people. It was a kind of this secret world that a lot of people would have experienced. And uh, it was really positive. And also from that, uh, Nick, who runs the place, is setting up, has set up kind of a radio station in Brighton. And this show is going to be played on that, I think, at lunch once a week. Uh, I'm not sure. One exciting of prospects, times. exciting times. Prospects, yeah. So Brighton is the kind of market audience for this show. And your artwork. And my artwork, yeah. So it's a really good weekend. Something else happens. So, before we continue, let's get to the crunch. Last time you made five grand. How much did you make this time? I made... Happiness.
Tarantula. What a tune. Squeaking. So, um, how are your arms now, anyway? They feel great. Do they? Yeah, I can't believe that. You're one of those people that's in denial. Oh, yeah, I'm really glad I did it. They've been to Egypt. (laughs) Racist. I'm not. (laughs) The only race I did was against the clock. Oh. It's the intro. When's, um... When are we going to be able to not say what I was about to say? It's in the approach. Unleashed humankind to roam this planet as a proud creature, interacting with nature in a blissful manner with technology. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And we all can agree on just things that are good. Are we at a breaking point? This particular point in time, are we... How will we be remembered, like, as the great-grandfathers of this generation? One day, me and Billy will be great-grandfathers, and then we'll be remembered as great-grandfathers by maybe our great-grandchildren or our grandchildren. They'll think back to our generation, and what did we do? What was the thing that could possibly happen? Are we on some sort of seesaw where we could, like, radically, like, mould, infest this rotten society and start using that mould to sort of create a biosphere that creates intelligent life back on the skin of politics, music, art, daily life, shopping, talking. Well, what's quite interesting about that is is it does feel like, and it might just be because it felt felt like this to everybody at this point in their life, but because we're becoming so... The, the level, the rate at which the social awareness is coming out now, where, you you know, things that you would have said two years ago you, you can't really say anymore and you have to kind of think about what you're saying and you don't have to people don't and, and be quite rude about it well not construct a sentence that's but, thought out but you know sometimes it's accidental you know the whole thing about Twitter and the, the doxing and somebody saying tweeting something that's you know a little bit near the mark or be taken out of context and all of a sudden it's creating this uh, this 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 sort of free furore that ends up people losing their jobs and people kind of you know losing their careers over over something so point being is this going to kind of pull back a little bit I mean it kind of is with the with the right wing surge that seems to be happening at the moment but is it going to be like you know is it just is it just going to kind of reset itself a little bit because what I'm also also conscious of is that probably when my granddad was my age he was saying cool can't even say put input casual racist word next do you know what I mean you can't even say that anymore and so am I just doing that am I just saying cool. can't even say transvestite anymore you know what, and, 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 and in 10 years time it will just be the norm that you can't say certain words that are triggering to certain people well say like we are being um, say there is an Illuminati and we're being kind of cattle like we're kind of being herded like cattle into sort of some sort of mindset and we're kind of they're, they're trying to make us like have some sort of slave lifestyle and you know bring us down on every level make all, all our narcissistic and work life really hard that you can hardly pay your bills and you know war tear everywhere but imagine if that kind of there's a firewall built within all humans and like the thing like last week like the dark night of the soul where you know the, the worst point in my life I kind of woke up and after that my life started becoming happy and good imagine if that happens to us imagine if all this pressure we put under doesn't crush us it turns into these sort of diamonds that actually because of what we've been put under we've built stock and we've built sensibilities and we've built survival skills and 
we uh, we can survive at the lowest points. Therefore, if it got better, we'd thrive. Imagine if like this sort of uh, this spell we're under bites the baddies on the arse and in fact causes some cultural revolution where we've just suddenly had enough and we all kind of got we all know deep down what's right and wrong but we're all kind of pressured and fizzing at the moment and you know maybe it just takes that one thing to pop us we deflate a bit <clears> all the stuff comes out and we can relax and take things at a different pace and a different setting and, and a different way of thinking about stuff well it does seem to it does seem to over time even though the 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 general momentum for progression is usually going in a positive direction ish I know we there's maybe all it always is but we need harsh lessons but within that quickly. within that progression it's still it always slips back a little bit so you know at the moment it seems like we've got this kind of right wing backlash you know but it seems to work circular so that's why you have two parties yeah. you know you have a Labour and a Conservative or a Conservative and a working class maybe we'll see through the polarity trick Maybe but it is it. crazy. It's, it's it's crazy to have it to see, to have it cease all like that. It's just but like the thing of having Boris Johnson, Trump, and Farage in these high power positions. If that isn't going to shine a light on, we need to rethink everything. Digging down to the core of how all these systems are laid out and how all these how people get into power and how everything works. Like everything's just tied itself up into some traffic jam. It's like they're doing roadworks on the M1 and everything's just. Slow down to gridlock and nothing's functioning the, properly. The thing is, we do all, to a degree, apart from when we're exposed to things like Twitter, but we do generally live in our own little bubble. And the point being is that those people that are supporting Trump and that, you see them about, you know, you could be in a pub and you can hear conversations going on and you just think to yourself, you lot exist in, in enough of a mass that, you know, this is more serious than. And some of it is just pure bile, bigotry, hatred, just n- totally not accepting any other cultures or, or ways of life. Suspect night. But then some of it, I would suspect it's just ignorance. Yeah. It's ignorance and it's lack of education and it's and it's um, the way news and media is fed at them. It's the way you've only got. A, it's the subtext. It's the. It's the difference in the way a newspaper or a story will report an attack on Western com- culture and an attack on a Muslim country. The, the change in the language, the words are just a little bit more of a bleeding heart about the stuff that goes on in the West. Everybody, you know, the the the, 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 the imbalance of, of value to human life depending on what colour they are that's mm-hmm. reported in the me- media is palpable. But in the human heart, it isn't. No, but but when it's constantly fed at you in a certain way, and it the beauty of it, the beauty of it is, the the thing about it is the thing that causes so much divisiveness is, is that even in you know institutions like the BBC, you can hear the t- the tone in the voice. Just maybe I'm paranoid to it. Maybe I don't know, but I don't think so. I think there's a way that they say things, and it's just, it, it can be proven with the the vigils. The, you know, a, a, a one police officer got killed on Westminster Bridge, and they had a vigil. You know, it was a 24-hour news. There was <coughs> reporters there on site the whole time. They're constantly reporting it back. The 50 people died in New Zealand, and all it was was uh, it was in every, on every hour's news flash. It was mentioned then, but there was no vigil. There was no 24-hour coverage. There was no. It would have been in New Zealand, though, wouldn't it? 
It would have. Yeah, it, no, it taken news too seriously. It would have been. But if, the, but if there was a, if there was a, like for instance, in France, okay, there are neighbours and it's next door. But the the, the point being is, is that all right uh, when it when there's a was when there's an, a terrorist attack that affects essentially white people, you know, or or in, you, people indigenous to the western wherever, however you want to word it, you know what I'm trying to say. No. And, and, but when it's a Muslim thing, it's just, you know, it gets the scroll across the bottom of the screen and then every hour it gets mentioned oh, right. in the headlines, do you know what I mean? As opposed to yeah. someone standing outside constantly telling you what's going on and we've yeah, got so police you here. Yeah, you can dehumanise the population and therefore make it easier to blow them up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not good. So we need to rethink all that, don't we? Like, why, why do we need to tell anyone that anyone's bad? Uh, there's a lot to address, really. There's a whole... Everything needs to be pulled out. It's an old system, and, and the word system sort of sounds like, oh, yeah, let's quickly fix this old thing. But there's something that could happen is that within all these infrastructures, smarter people get involved in running these things. Smart people with uh, altruistic ideas, and there's a lot of them being born. There's a lot of them that want to do stuff. A lot of people sit at home with ideas that they think, deep down, they could do it. But the, the attraction of the actual place to go to, say if you want to be a politician it's a daunting place because it is so weird and um, so you might not think you could do it but actually you could do it, if you've got bright ideas you, you have a nudge and a, a wink to how things could change, go and try and do it, there's a lot of you out there there's some that are really young right now that have got little ideas scratching around their head and they might forget about it but deep down there they might have been perfect for that job. So what would the world be like when you're a granddad then? Well, what I'm hoping is that this there's going to be a kickback. And I can hear it in the music now, the, the way people are singing about stuff, the types of lyrics that are coming out. It's, something's changing. I feel something's changing. I think there's awareness happening. I think with each person that gets a little bit more bright-eyed, <clears throat> it gets passed on to people around them and they can all build upon each other. And I think I just think there's going to be a wave that's going to hit some sort of critical point that we can take over. And, you know, the granddad, well, I don't know. I'd like to think... I'll be thought of in a in a poetic, beautiful way. Oh, I knew it was going to be this. For God's sake! I've been sitting here all day, thinking. Same old dream ten years away, thinking. are gone Memories linger on Thoughts of when I was a boy Penny farmers on the street Riding Motor cars for funny things Frightening Bowing hoops and spinning tops Penny dresses, lollipops, comic cuts, all different
caught up with strings flying, gently found some talking things sighing, a radio and phonograph, Charlie Chaplin made us laugh. Like some of your songs. Calm down, Granddad. Christ's sake. You're not down with the kids. Can't you pick something decent? Grandma. I pick something decent. I have. That's what they all think of you. I don't know. Generation after generation, the attitudes change. Yeah. You think that the parents. I have to really keep reminding myself that the shocking music that my daughter listens to. And the threat that it offers, i.e., you know, it is fuggish. It is, you know, it's about guns and drugs and... and <clears throat> That's just your music. <laughs> and uh, some of it is, not all of it, but some of it is. And I'm just like, oh, why are you listening hey, to this? Hey, let's make teenagers happy with but, guns But, you know, that's drugs. the Elvis of today. Elvis was the devil's music to the kids of back back then. Well, look so where it took us. That's the, that's the they point. They were right. What's the point? What's going on? Well, I watched the film. The Beatles. Oh, the that. Beatles were evil. They were. People, kids, kids were burning their albums in the streets. Maybe they were, they were evil. Bigger than Jesus. Maybe we're all, we've all turned into bloody idiots because we thought it was all sexy and cool, but actually we just turned into bumbling nitwits. It's stupid. Dan Ashcroft was right. <laughs> So what's going on in the news then? Uh, evil vampires have skinned alive a goat. 
I started watching uh, what they do in the shadows again. Good. It's brilliant. It's a lot better the second time. Oh, no, 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 don't play that. No, <laughs> Daniel's just left the pool open on his no, phone. No, 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 of the very clever, super-duper, smashing chaps called the Muggy Bonehead Boys. Save the planet, save your toys. Don't throw them out with the pram. Hey, hey, hip-hip-hooray, let's go and have a party today. Come to the cinema, come to the beach, come and have a look at my feet. They're dancing, they're dancing, tippy-tippy-toes on the sand. That's how it goes. You got the beat, you got the beat, you got the beat, you got the beat, you got the beat. Where is my sound bed? My sound bed. Hang on a minute. We've all, we've all of a sudden got Argentina and, Bas- and Bra- Brazil listening. Yay, Brazil! We've already brought we've, we've brought, we've brought two nations that hate each other together. That's what we're doing. No, they love this each other. No, that, exactly. We're the we're the glue. There's a myth going around that we all hate each other. No, we don't, guys. Everyone, shh, come on, guys. Shh, got a secret. We all don't like hate each other. Hey, hey, oh, man on the other side of this team. Hey, man in the other army. We know. Shh, we all like each other. Shh, shh. Don't tell anyone. It's true. Shh. We're all friends. Don't listen. Don't each other. This yeah, is it. Wait, that's it. Our two shh, fundamental purposes on life are to procreate and survive. Everybody wants to survive. If you just don't be dicks, you will all survive. I will survive. My pants are on fire. They're alive. I will survive. Procreate and what's the other one? Salivate. (laughs) (laughs) Masturbate. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. It's fine. It's natural. It will do it. It's natural to do it right now. Listen, that's the. I'm going to do 100 masturbates. I was was talking about this. Talking about this to uh, someone today as it goes. Oh yeah. What? Uh, well, so at some point, I think we're just all going to have to just take ownership of what our what our favourite categories are because at some point categories everybody's going to know categories of what pornography. We just get good. Just got to own it. I like candlelit. Candlelit. <laughs> candlelit. Tube. No. <sighs> but we haven't we really? We, we at some point I think we're just going to say, listen, I like. Why don't you say listen? Just to yourself, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> don't start that revelation. I like... I like... Uh, amputee midgets. <laughs> <laughs> now that is not something that you can say anymore. Really. God, I'm stumped. <laughs> <laughs> That's, sorry about that. That was out of, that was wrong. But the point being, there are people that are into that. And so what? You, you deny <laughs> so those people? What? So Obviously, <laughs> so what? Heard of it. You did not. <laughs> oh man, have you not seen some of these horrific WhatsApp videos that go around? I mean, if you, I, did, I, I get sent stuff, and I think if I if the police pulled me over and said, "Can I have a look at your phone, please, sir?" Jesus, 
<laughs> it would be pretty embarrassing. Pretty, yeah, it would be, well, it'd be incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, exactly that. That's what? It sounds like you're watching. Oh, there's some awful stuff. No, it's not that bad. Oh, good. It's pretty bad. Because otherwise, that'd be our last ever show. Oh, you must have <laughs> seen those videos doing the rounds of animals. And None the... of my friends send me stuff. No, like that. and I wish I didn't have friends like it as well. I got, I got, I got added into a like lads, lads, bants, bants group because we were going to Ascot. Let's go out of it. And because of that group that had about twenty five people in it, there's just these videos coming through continuously. Look, I can imagine what little utter, filthy rabbit hole you're going down, filth. and I think you're disgusting, and your friends need to go to jail. No, no, no. This isn't pornography. This stuff is like, wow. I don't want it. I don't even I don't want, want to see know. that. Well, no, I'm not going to tell you. Good. I'm just saying it's rank. Well, don't be their friends. They're obviously weirdos. Yeah. Well, I'm not in that group anymore. Let me tell thee. Police would (laughs) (laughs) Over there I'm innocent I don't know man But yeah you know Grandad Am I my This is a yeah Can I sing? Not really Because this Is a great version of a great song I like Chicken McNuggets
So, you uh, welcome us back live from Ronnie Scott's Jazz Bar with Miles Davis playing in the background. Uh, we better keep it down a little bit in case we uh, in case we disturb the guys up on the stage up there. It's nice. It's jazz. Jazz, 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 put it on your raz and have a slaz up your brass. Jazz. What is jazz? It's a load of tunes banging around in a It's exactly the pipe. it's got the perfect word for what it is. It's just jazz, isn't it? It's no, jazz. It should be called scrinch. It's jazz. Jazzamatazz. Why is it called jazz? What? Why is it called jazz? That's because it's just jazz, isn't it? That's, that's why it's called jazz. Because it's just jazz. One man said jazz the first time ever. Can be clever. I wonder if he was just kind of going... Scooby the jazz. No, I reckon. Ba ba doo ba doo. I reckon try to say. Um. So what do you call this music? Well, uh, I've been thinking. Uh, jazz. Been listening a lot to uh, what comes out of my soul, and uh, I can see it's just jazz. It's like listening to uh, strolling. Is my favourite letter of the alphabet. And why are pirates called pirates? Because that's their name in the dictionary. <laughs> and that's just what we were talking about. Words. Words. Egg. It looks like an egg. Doesn't. It's, so when someone saw that, they described it exactly as no, it is. One, egg. One egg's enough. It looks like an egg. It is an egg. Egg. It's not an egg. Egg. It's a chicken. <clears throat> egg. 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 Just occasionally have to just bring up the jazz, just to calm that idiot down over there. Just call him out. Just stick a little bit of. Recalibrates the brain, recalibrates the nerve endings, just sits him back down like Valium. Do you know what my favourite jazz album is? Yeah, go on. Pee Pepper Pop Pop Pops, the Whizzle Trumpet Scratch Face uh, Gangbusters Trio. That's them. Anyone anyone that's got a favourite jazz album is crazy. Is a knob. No, no, no. They might be nice. They might be nice. They might be nice. Okay. Try to unite this planet. Remember, shh, we're all friends. Yeah, sorry, shh, sorry. Shh, the secret. Don't tell the baddies. We're all going to get on, all right? Shh, don't worry about it. I talk a good game when I'm talking logically, but generally my day-to-day life spent getting angry at other people for just doing stupid things. And Because uh, well, you're doing stupid things. No. You blame them. No. Typical. Typical woman. Is uh, probably a very intelligent type of person. Um, brave. That's a typical type of woman, I think. Uh, kind. I definitely Fact think... multifaceted. They could be anything they want. I definitely think if um, this right-wing surge does completely take over... Well, a French man. And we end up becoming... Nah, it's boring. No, listen, just hear me out. Hypothetical. Okay. With the Carry way on. it's all going, you know, if it carried on and if the momentum picked up to the point where they just did take over and we ended up like Nazi Germany again. We've never been like Nazi Germany. Hey, 
You said we'd be like Nazi Germany again. We've never been like Nazi Germany. This proud country, this young England. Right, sorry, all right. Always been King Arthur Merlin's you know um, castles. That's where we are. We're not Hitler's. We are the brave, the kind. Anyway, my hypothetical story is ridiculous and stupid, and I'm not going to continue with it. Go on. So let's just be positive, guys. It's not going to happen. Sense what? is going to see us through the day. Well, should I tell you something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been going through this mystical transformation. Blimey. It's like a, It's like a tidal wave of... Crazy things keep going through my brain and discoveries and like, oh, what? I'm not annoyed by that now. Oh, what? I don't, I'm not scared of that now. All these things. But really clever I am. Brilliant. You like me. Just change your life. Become a superhero. Anyway, oh, I got so overwhelmed that I just suddenly remembered, why don't you just stop trying to learn anymore and just enjoy it? So I sat and watched a film yesterday. Boy, was that a film. Crazy, 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 crazy. Seven times crazy it was. Uh... It was called... I forgot what it's called. Something about a fish. Was it about a fish? About a lake. Something about a lake. Right. Name any films with lakes in it. Benny, go. Films with lakes in it? Yep. Uh, lake Placid. No, it was Under the Silver Lake. Right? It's got that Batman. No Spider-Man kid in it. The rubbish one. Andrew Garfield, not the cat. Uh, blimey, it was weird. But if it, it was like a dark version of things I've been experiencing, like these weird symbols and codes in life, and you know synchronicities and like adventures. And, you know, basically having the bloody goodest time you can ever possibly imagine. New discoveries, new voyages into my own mind. My whole uh, human body has become someone else, a better version, not much better, but miles better. You miles Davis I mean? better. Yeah. So I thought. Wait a minute, all this clever stuff you've been doing. Wait, just enjoy it. Stop learning more clever stuff. Go and sit down in it and see what it's like. And I watched that film. Film became completely like. Full films have made for film, me. Film, film, films shouldn't have endings, there's no endings. Exactly. It worked that one out. That was what was good about it. There are no endings, there are just startings. But the start doesn't really start the start. It's more like the end of the start, the start's the end, and then it becomes in the middle. But then the start becomes forward and backwards in time. That's what was good about it. I enjoyed that part. And so, yeah, relax. If you've done a lot of stuff. Hello, freak bitches. <laughs> so, uh, I've been reading your book, man, Tribe. Yeah. I really enjoy it. It's really good. Thank and it's. You. It's so, uh, it resonates. It's very interesting. I w- into the first chapter, I wanted to move in with the Native Americans. <laughs> I was, it was such a, I mean, it, it was uh, one of the more interesting aspects of it was uh, something that I didn't know about, which was uh, the European settlers that had been kidnapped and were living with the Native Americans. And then when they were rescued, many of them wanted to go back. Yeah, or they would go into hiding so they wouldn't have to be repatriated to colonial society. They wanted to stay with their adopted tribes, and there and there was also a lot of um, a lot of young white people, particularly white men, but young women too, who basically absconded across the frontier into tribal society. They they fled white society. They didn't like it. And and as Benjamin Franklin pointed out, we have lots of young colonials fleeing to the Indians, and we have not one example of an Indian, as they were called, fleeing to white society. Yeah, that was one of the more fascinating aspects of it. I didn't anticipate that. I thought that uh, there would be a lot of Native Americans that would be like, wow, this is a way better... Look at all the food. Look at uh, the houses and... I mean, they had plenty of food. You know, yeah. they were uh, whatever. They were a success, success, very successful society. In fact, they were they had better nutrition than the whites did. Um, 
uh, a more varied diet um, and a much, much more egalitarian society uh, than colonial society. That was also interesting about it. Um, when you were talking about the women that had moved in with the Native Americans and were expressing how much more freedom they experienced. Yeah, I mean, the Indian society, Native society, wasn't crushed by Christian morality. So you could divorce, you could marry as a woman, you could marry whom you wanted, you could get divorced, you could do whatever you wanted. It was very, very egalitarian. What they've shown is that um, the... In societies where everyone is necessary for food prote- food production, uh, everyone's more or less equal. And in ag- agrarian societies, agricultural societies, industrial societies, you have large segments of the population, often women, who are not involved in food production. And they're involved in reproduction, and so their um, equality goes down. Wow. It's just, it's almost like... Society as we've created over the last couple of hundred years is almost totally incompatible with uh, with human genetics or with the human body or the the human spirit or whatever. Well, if you look at, um, I mean, genetics are complicated. I mean, obviously, on some level, industrial modern society is very successful. We have seven billion of us, um, uh, but. As wealth goes up in a society, as modernity goes up in a society, the suicide rate goes up. The depression rate goes up. Schizophrenia goes up uh, in urban environments. Um, They're not good for the human psyche. We are designed, we evolved to live in groups of 30, 40 people in a harsh environment, totally inter-reliant on one another for survival. Uh, That creates a huge amount of equality within a group and loyalty within a group. That's what we are designed for genetically. Uh, Modern society allows the individual to be independent from the group, which is in some ways a great liberation. Uh, In other ways, it can lead to a profound alienation and depression. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a very confusing thing, it seems, for people to be amongst so many people, but to be alone. Yeah, I mean, we're not wired to uh, be confronted with strangers all day long. And I live in New York City, and I love New York City. Um, but all day long, you you encounter strangers, and you don't and you don't recognize anybody. So you can be alone in a crowd, which is not something that human beings have experienced until quite recently in their history. Yeah, um, that was. I, I think one of the more disturbing parts about this idea that these people um, were uh, kidnapped by the Native Americans and wanted to stay with them was that. Whatever that Native American life was, like however they were living, that just seemed to just resonate with them. It seemed to, it seemed to be what was right. Well, we're we're wired to want to feel like we belong to a group. Uh, Native American society was uh, sexually uh, quite relaxed. Uh, it was quite egalitarian. Um, in a hunter-gatherer society, you really can't accumulate wealth very well because these societies are often nomadic, so you can only accumulate as much wealth as you can carry, which isn't much. Um, and, and ultimately, in societies like that, uh, as in a platoon in combat, which is another part of my book, obviously, um, you're, you're, you're primarily value, valued for your contribution to the group. And that has been lost in modern society. People are enormously self-serving. Capitalism basically instructs us to do so. Uh, That's a whole other evolutionary imperative, which is also important. But in our society, it's way out of whack. So we are wired to serve ourselves, and we are wired to serve the group. And in a healthy society, those two 
those two are in a dynamic tension with each other and in balance. In modern society, there really is no group to serve. Uh, and it leads to a really profound sense of um, meaninglessness for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I also found it pretty fascinating that when you were really young, you when you, when you were working, I think you said you were working construction. Is that what it was? Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember the story you're about to. You, you were to. talking to, to. You were just saying that you were uh, talking to someone you were working with, and they were telling you to slow down because some of us oh. some of us have to do this for yeah. a lifetime. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that story. Yeah, yeah. I was on a construction crew. It was a highway department of my town, and you know, a lot of these guys were kind of lifers in the yeah. highway department. Not a particularly challenging job. Um, in a, in a sense, uh, but you were on your feet all day long in the sun or whatever, and and so I, you know, I was a young guy, and I, you know, I wanted to t- sort of prove my metal or whatever. I was, I was, we were digging a trench, and I was digging like crazy, and uh, and an older guy came up to me. You know, he's probably in his sixties. He came up to me, and clapped me on the shoulder, and he said, "Son, uh, you want to slow down there? You know, you, you, some of us are going to have to do this job our whole lives." And he knew I was a college kid. He knew I wasn't going to. Right. Um, and I said, just slow down. You, you know, you, no one needs to work this fast. It's just uh, it was uh, really interesting that you were longing for something you were saying, like almost to go wrong. So everybody had a band together, whether it was a hurricane or something. And that that mundane life of just work and doing things you don't really want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the irony about modern society is that it has removed hardship and danger from everyday life. And it's in the face of hardship and danger that people come to understand their value to their society and their, they get their sense of meaning from that. And so what you have is when, you know, during the Blitz in London, for example, um, 30,000 people were killed by German bombs. It was a horror show over the course of six months. It was ghastly. But people were sleeping shoulder to shoulder in the tube stations and putting out fires with bucket brigades and digging people out of rubble. And, and they were acting as a unified society. And the English government was prepared for mass psychiatric casualties because it's a civilian population getting bombed to bits. And the opposite happened. Admissions to psych wards went down during the Blitz and then back up after the bombing stopped. And... Um, and then afterwards, there was an enormous nostalgia in England for the Blitz for those days, uh, um, as tragic as they were, because English society felt um, people felt like they were together. Um, later, I was I went back to Sarajevo, where I had been during the siege of Sarajevo in the early '90s, and civilians uh, would tell me, you know, this is 20 years later, 20 years after the war, people would say, you know, we, a lot of us missed the war because we were better people back then. Wow. We took care of each other. I've talked about that with September 11th. Um, I went to New York City um, about, I guess it was maybe six months after September 11th, and uh, I was there a couple of times. And the the before September 11th and after September 11th, there was a very clear difference in the way people were behaving. People seemed to be more uh, more friendly, more open. They were uh, really appreciative of first responders. Um, I was there once, and a friend of mine she fainted, and uh, so they called uh, the fire department, came to check her out, and and when the firemen showed up, man, you would think fucking superhero showed up. Yeah. It was amazing. Everybody was so happy to see him. And it was in stark contrast to the way people used to behave and treat each other. And it was directly because of having experienced this horrific event. Well, adversity produces pro-social behaviors in people. It, 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 adversity makes people act well. Uh, the lack of adversity, safety and comfort allow people to act selfishly. Uh, so after 9-11, um, the suicide rate went down in New York. 
the violent crime rate went down in New York. Vietnam vets reported that their PTSD symptoms went down after 9-11. What happens is um, people suddenly feel that they're needed by their society, by their people. And if you feel needed, you are able to um, ignore your own personal troubles. As one someone in England, an an English official said uh, during the Blitz in London, he said, it's amazing we have the chronic neurotics of peacetime driving ambulances. Um, and if you think about it in terms of evolution, if adversity and danger produced bad human behaviors, we wouldn't be here today. Another way to say that is we are the descendants of the individuals 100,000 years ago who acted well in a crisis. The people that acted badly in a crisis and just took care of themselves and didn't take care of their people, their group, those, those, peop- those groups died out. Uh, it's people, it's groups that encourage a, a form of altruism and self, self-sacrifice of individuals for the group during a crisis. Those groups survive. The, that DNA gets passed on to us.
camping it's like a couple of wigwams in a distant field far too tense far too tense it's like <clears throat> no Daniel Daniel what it's like a couple of wigwams in a distant field like far too tense So tense, I've got a fence around my mind. It's so unkind. It gets really bitchy, 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 bitchy. I wrote that, Joe. That's one of mine. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Kirby off, mister. Kirby, that joke. Rastafari joke. No. Yep. You're just 100%. like someone that doesn't remember when people talk to you. <laughs> you think, I'm stealing that. Yeah, no, you don't think that. You just... Some of you hear a joke because you're ignoring everyone because you're thinking about Eric Clapson or something stupid. And they just remember because it made you sort of laugh a bit without you even listening to it, and then you store in your head and you tell someone that you made it up. No, <laughs> like about fifteen things you could name. <clears throat> I invented Kirby. I named it Kirby. I invented the joke Rastafari, and I invented the joke like a couple of wigwams in a distant field. Far well, too tense. They're not tense wigwams. They're a type of tent. No, they're not. Who are you to tell me <clears throat> that they're not a type of tent? Someone more informed. Racist. No. So, this next song I'm going to play... Oh, we haven't even talked yet, so don't put songs on. No, 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 but I'm going to get us going on something. Bloody disco, going to reminisce, we're going to talk about nostalgia. Yeah, anyway, it is... I'm going to talk about... The time when slimline Walkmans were a thing. Oh, sexy. They were amazing. Did and they have three graphic equalisers built into the... Some did, some had digital displays. There were, I can't even remember specific models. Some but were wind up. I just remember that period was like a time when uh, it was the dumb thing for like lads in my school to go down to Tottenham Court Road oh. and go into one of them shops yeah. and try and haggle to get yourself a good deal on oh. the... Uh, to get yourself a good deal on the self and sometimes it wasn't only the, uh, the 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 standard of the Walkman that you had; it was also the, the level of discount that you managed to get. And oh, my mate went down there; he got thirty quid off, man. What are you joking? Yeah, thirty quid this day and age. Only so, cost forty. They were good times, but this music—I oh, hated it when it was out. What was it? Something in oh, I'll let you play that bloody road oh, yes. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Grandma's going to be upset. Good. We've got to redress the balance after you've played Grandad and Abba for crying out loud. It was Abba. It was Living Newton John and ELO. Living Newton oh. John is a bloody lovely lady. I really do like her. Great films, great song, voice. Good uh, getting physical. They had me hear her body talk. Oh, let's get physical. You really liked her, physical. didn't you? She was your little physical. sweetheart, wasn't she? Let me hear your body talk. Let me hear your body talk. 
body talk, body talk, let me hear your body talk. I wanna get physical, physical. Bet you do. I really, really bet you do. Let's get into physics, yeah. Let me hear your <laughs> physics. Yeah. What's this thing that's happening here, mummy? Mummy? Oh, mummy, my willy's gone funny, mummy. Quantum physics. That was Daniel's. I bet that was Daniel's first what? tug of the old tiger. Tug of war. The old one-eyed tiger. What's the eye of the tiger. No, the first time I ever did that was when I saw an advert for um, Nintendo um, Fish Fingers. I've always been embarrassed to say the first time I, I achieved a successful one. I just needed me. I just stood there and thought, God, look at you, you're cool. Because I was watching Beavis and Butted. Oh.
<laughs> Bit of General Levy there. <laughs> what is this? He's not. It's us, obviously. It's us earlier. How, is he, how are you playing that to us now? Magic! Right, my son... Is a knob. Yeah, apart from that, a lovely knob. Right, he's been sending me texts while I'm at... I'm at work, man! Yeah! Right, here we go. Previous text is back in a jumper. He said on WhatsApp and on uh, my messages. So I definitely read it. But by the jumper, bless him. Can you drop me off at Wixom's at any point tomorrow? And put, working, sorry. What about before work? <laughs> I won't have time. All right, no worries. Who shall I ask? What's that, mate? Learn how to drive, you idiot. Yeah, and then, like, next one. It's a big ask, but can I have £20 for a taxi? But sorry, no. If it, okay. But sorry, kiss, kiss. No worries. Surely there's a bus that goes to Wixom's. Yeah, and then you put, could I have £30 for a taxi? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I'd read this out there. You put, why? I'll ask the listeners if I should say yes or no. And you put, what did I say? I haven't done it yet. Do it, I will. Thanks, I really want to go. And Jai has a lift, but there's not enough room for me. I'll put, that's because you're the different. We just call it that, the different. And make you feel special. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you this. But we've got zero listeners at the moment. <laughs> well, you're going to be waiting a while. I won't read that out. Um, so, if anyone's out there, he's, he's possibly listening. Definitely isn't. Uh, yes or no? Should I give him the money? Yes or should I not? No. Text in at five 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 zero zero. I don't understand why he can't get a bus. What's the matter with him? He's um, terrified of everything. <sighs> Bloody millennial snowflakes coming over here. Being born, asking for taxis. Beautiful young, uh, brilliant sons of mine that I think are amazing. Going through their exams. Yeah. All that angst. It all means nothing. They'll get you nowhere in life, those GCSEs. Apart from a job. All that stress and more money. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even bother trying. I wouldn't. No. Forget it. Don't worry about it. Get some crystals and sit under a tree and talk to Jesus for the rest of your life. And put a little sign up saying, please feed me sandwiches. Oh. Oh, no, it's raining. Oh, God, I hate the bloody rain. Get right off my face. David, get me out to get ready for school. I feel like I'm on the underground. I've got carrots, yeah. Ginger cat. Carrots, yeah. I'm a ginger cat on the roof. Yes, I do. He was very good. The best bit of the show. That I used to cat. always look out for that cat. That little cat is so cute. Little face, all, all Manchestery, eating rats. <sighs> Remember Phyllis? E up, Chuck. Percy! Oh, Percy! Percy! I've never done Phyllis before, bloody good at it! Hey. I, uh, that's what he said. Uh, uh, I'm not bald! Who's the other fella? Um, I say, I say, boy. Old fog on leg on. Oh, the old <clears> butcher. Old <throat> Barry the butcher. Is this impressional? Hello! Michael Barrymore. Correct. He was good in it. I used to like Michael Barrymore in it. In what? 
Coronation Street. Coronation Street? Yeah. Did you know? that? Yeah, he was in it for ages. Long time, yeah. Yeah. He used to fight with um, Ken Barlow all the time. Ken Barlow, what a sexy... Uh, well, actually, what Lothario. A pe- a rat. Love like rat. Ken Barlow's like they took the human being, a handsome human being, and, and then like got a needle into him, injected all the charisma out of it and all the colour and left this sort of grey standing man of no charm whatsoever. He used to... Uh, he used to fall out with old uh, Alec Baldwin quite a lot, didn't he? Yeah... Do yeah, you remember the fight? Hollywood the famous actor. fights. Remember the f- when Rocky came into Coronation Street and beat up Darth Vader? That was the best one ever. And RCD2 fell out of the spaceship onto the Rover's Return. And then, um, was it a monkey or was it a rat that bit him on the face? Christopher Biggins is in it now. Oh. Uh, Any? I don't know. I think so. I've not watched TV. Sue Pollard ever been in it? Oh, I love Sue Pollard. I don't watch normal telly. Have I ever mentioned that? I caught Sue Pollard down the woods. Do you remember when I first met you and, oh no, we don't have a telly? God, you were so, such a hippie. Did I have a telly? No you, no, you didn't. No, we, we, we don't have the TV. Can we borrow yours? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> don't even when like. I first met you and you were like, um, you, you basically just disgusted. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. I remember being brilliant back then as well. No, it's a bit embarrassing, me. <laughs> Having to talk to you lot. God. So what time is it? Is it time for the 11 o'clock bit? We've done that. Yay. Yay. I know what it is time for. A bit of... This. Who did this? This is a remix. This is a re... Oh this is a remixed, remastered... What are you scared of, everybody? Better than, better than before. Everybody, what are you scared of? Really, what are you scared of? Nothing. Why don't you spell it out? It's a ghost in your head that's tricking you. You're fooled into being part of this trick and this game of life that's making you kind of a subservient, fear-based creature. But inside you is an explosion of sunshine and wonder. This world is like a fantasy. Take it. It's yours to have. You could be bloody everything. Fear. What is what is fear is your friend to tell you what to do next. Some use resistance as a shelter, some use it as a sail. Remember that kids. Some genius wrote those lyrics once. Yeah. You can't look fear in the eyes. Punch it in the ghoulies. Best thing you can do, guys, is be brave. Be strong. Live like a fucking <laughs> Stand up straight. Uh, look at, look at your look at your fear in the eyes. Lick it, bum. <laughs> and heed my words. advice.
know what that was that's good yeah who did that remix of that tune there he was sounds like Billy Ball <clears throat> funky, funky star DJ yes hey have you ever invented I can't believe it's only half eleven yeah only enough you, already don't ask me anything um watch out Beatles about what was your favourite TV show from the 90s. Nathan Barley. I don't know what that is. Well, you, there you go. What was your, like... What was um, a TV programme you remember vividly watching, like, with the whole family, just sitting down and watching it? Something you all look forward to. Uh, crime Watch. Yeah, my family used to sit around and watch that. It used to scare the life out of me. I know. 
Oh, bigger questions. Ask me anything. Ask me the best question that you've ever thought to ask. No pressure, a lot of pressure. What are you eating? Stop eating on air. Go on, what are you? Esther Blumenthal. Do you... If if you don't... If you dispute the Big Bang, what do you think actually happened? Well... Instead of it... Um... You're not supposed to know that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't be matter. Nice, be nice to know, though, wouldn't it? Why? What's it going to do to you? Feed your belly? Make you watch telly? Stop you being smelly? <laughs> knowledge, is, knowledge is power. Maybe well, Maybe if it? you knew what that caused that, it might give you better clarity to realise how pointless and worthless you are. And You can find that inside yourself. You don't need to know the... the now your ego is... is, is, is not even a, not even a so f- fleck of dust on the, the spectrum of. If the Big Bang didn't exist, then, the all, then there must always just be now this sort of pulsating moment that exists, and that's all there is. Like animating in and out of existence, this thing. What is it? What is it? This, that's that's a closer model I can get to. But inside that, who knows? Because I'm only this skin skeleton with a few receptors, an eye, an ear. Hands, touch, skin, smell. I've not got that many computer nodules to get. There are creatures out in the universe that have a million nodules of, uh, of uh, interaction. They can grasp better things, more cosmic things. We've got limited, like, radars. We're, you know, we're, we're like a little butterfly flat around the universe. Ooh, not a lot to see here, but there's enough to see here to make me curious. There are things out there that have evolved beyond us, beyond time and space, that have 18,000 receptaclons upon their skin that can calculate all multiple universes in one split second. They understand everything. They're not bothered. It doesn't matter to them. They'd rather just have something nice to eat. Next question. <clears throat> Don't waste it. On me. Do you think yes, how much of global warming is caused by humans and how much of it is caused by natural it's cycles. all down to bloody nature. We don't cause it. It's the one causing the rain. It's the one causing the sunshine. It's the one causing the droughts. Not us. It's the bloody weather doing it all. Stop mm. blaming us. You bloody weather. Sort yourself out. Stop blowing, ruining our lives. There's a, fa- there's a famous quote that I really like. Yeah. Society is just a clearing in the forest. Yeah. Oh, whoa, yes. Thinking about that earlier. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> You're right. Thank you. Yeah. It's like the thing is like Here he goes. Hang on. Hang on. Stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop, wait a minute. Just wait a minute, will ya? Stop going on about it. One minute. Just I'm talking to you. The green man, he came to me in a vision. Oh, oh what should I tell the world about this green revolution? It's not gonna be boring, it's full of stupid idiots, Shan, I'm pointless placarded gestures just hang on a minute shut up a minute don't turn his mic down right listen this is 
just to appease him, right? Because this is what happens. You get to a certain stage in the night, and all of a sudden, Daniel wants to go on one of his wistful... Mine. Like some cosmic chimp. Just, oh, ooh, I'm just thinking of the answers as they come to come in my head straight yeah, away. Like a wolf. Right, your mic's back up now. Shut I'm up. like a wolf it? sniffing a sheep's bum. So, so here he goes. From a distance. Jordan von Sklastisch. I want to tell you about the secret I've invented. It's called underpants. And the, uh, the, you put inside the underpants, you put inside the underpants a hedgehog, and it wriggles around and it scratches your bottom when you've got an itchy bottom. That's all I've got to say now. Back to Daniel. Any, right, what, what I'm thinking is, like, we are so enwebbed in, like, a grid of everything that is played out so there's an established political system there's an established ecological system and there are these kind of meshes that sort of don't really fit any solution they're kind of a, you're aware of problems because of these voices that come out and in different, different sort of political stances about how we should treat ecology how we should stop polluting the world and stuff but really <clears throat> none of it's going to work because it's 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 not realistic. It's, there's nothing calling to people that they can grasp what it means to clean the planet up and have a healthy existence. We are constantly wandering around civilization. It's rare in our day that we wander off the path of, of pavement, of road, of house... As much as we get, it's probably a wander in our garden, or maybe we come off the verge onto a grassy patch. Maybe you've got a bit of woodland and you walk your dog once a day down there. But you're forever in civilization and you're forever in a dream because our bodies, our animal, was set in nature for so much of our existence. We were set in nature. And then we kind of dressed ourselves, not just with clothes, but with. Our environment, we've kind of laid out the, the dinner jacket in concrete. We live in houses, we drive on roads, we get in a metal machine that takes us places. We're constantly inside our official worlds, and it's a dream. It doesn't quite feel right. There's a disconnect to it. Although we have assimilated and we enjoy parts of these worlds, there's always something nagging us. And it's nature. But there's a way to assimilate nature in the world that you're in, and it's to do with the way you think. It's a kind of meditative state where there's no difference between a tree and a cupboard. There's no difference between a, a chair or a log you sit on. It's an environment that you're in. But you get that sense that you've had in the woods, the, 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 the feelings you get, the connections you get, and you try and bring that into your world and live in an environment, and then you start to see things that maybe you want to get rid of that don't quite resonate as much. Because when you bring the forest into your life, if you bring nature back into yourself, when you reignite that animal in you that has the correct, the correct systems of operation, it's so buried down inside us because we've been living in this environment and we've been living in civilization for so long this artificial dream world 
but it's inside us it's not gone it can't go because it it's what builds this meat body this thing that moves this thing that growls this thing that <clears throat> attacks in many different ways you attack your work you attack the things you do you you know you you're moving in this thing that's that's part of your life we are disconnected but there's a way the way to reconnect is to find that feeling in your head and live with that so you can find it through meditation but you at first grasp it through being in nature go on an adventure an epic adventure go on a canoe ride down the canyons climb a mountain rock climb go into the woods at night do these things of extreme embedded in nature and feel that feeling and then try and bring it back into life and then you'll start feeling a sniff of maybe things that are correct because you can't lie with nature that's who you are when you're in nature that's the real you and if we start kind of rebalancing and find out who we really are and then start, start making judgments from that position then maybe we can start changing these meshes these structures these infrastructures of politic, politics culture art everything us our daily life us just being happy maybe something might start changing and and it might never stop it might go in a direction that could be wonderful it could be so unexpected but actually feels right because it's actually easier we think because we're so steering our rudders towards that direction and as we're being convinced that we shouldn't do it but we we feel that that's the right way to do it and that's the way we got to go
Harmonious crowd participation there. Beautiful. That was g- delightful. And what would that feel like, being in that moment? Oh, yeah, that incredible. sea of sound, being part of that voice, that choir. Yep. 65,000 choir. Like, that's what we got to feel like together. Like, we are a choir, and there's a lot of people singing beautiful songs. And let's face it, in that crowd of 60-odd thousand people, there are people there with opposing views yeah. with, with with differences with things that would normally clash but for that moment this hope music brought them together and there's not just music that can do that there's so many little cracks we can all ping together and join forces and like ride this this we're all gonna die right everyone's gonna die you've got a small amount of time in your life and it could be amazing right why wait for the revolution why don't all of us just unpeel our egos and step forward into a world that we can see each other with faces that we like you know we're all just people doing stuff aren't we and all of us like enjoying things and all of us like having nice conversations with people making friends and speaking with laughter and joy and nodding to each other when we walk past the street why can't all of us be on that train of just like you lot out there you others of me that are around this world I bloody love you lot you're blooming great I think all of you lot out there all of you every single one of you is a great thing that's been invented by some biological universal cosmic thing that we don't understand and we're all here why aren't we appreciating this amazing thing existence we're in existence all of us we're in this weird thing this this ball in space that has animals that are mind-blowing as landscapes that can just melt you into thinking you're in some fantasy it's got people friends conversations drinks food everything that you could love is in this world that we've been given by some weird freak if the big bang existed if it's the way that it happened this is amazing this stuff we have here is incredible all of us have so much to see to feel to taste to touch oh my god aren't you lucky
throat is very very noisy well yeah. end of the show isn't it it's the uh it's the twilight of our existence if this was the universe we're coming to the point where you really should have known what's going on because we're near the end but ends don't exist there's some infinity about everything familiarity with time that goes on forever because there is no time there's only now and the now is the forever it's always existing but what is that thing what is that now why is it there why are we here why are we watching it why are we all in this thing it's really strange I've never quite grasped it and I've always been interested in it but everything seems normal most of the day and then sometimes you think where the hell am I I've got no idea where this place is I've got no idea where I came from I don't really know who I am I don't necessarily know anyone around me I don't know if they're real am I in some game and everything else is a graphic that would be sad wouldn't it imagine your children just being graphics they get melted away at the end of the game and you've invested all your like spiritual soul into these things you love dearly in your family or is it something that's ultra precious something ultra real something ultra fantastic and magical it's beyond our imagination everything's beyond our imagination because we only got one imagination we don't know where we are who we are and yet we get happy
Snake wrestling, uh, Margaret Thatcher impressions. It's a Winifred school and a song about granny. 